Hey everybody, welcome to Lore Cult Daily. We are back from the dead, and this is going to be a unscripted, just casual conversation, and I'm here with Handsome Dragon. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. And so, for those of you who don't know, Bungie, yesterday and today, today being May 1st-ish, um, they released some web lore, which was pretty A awesome. lot of it. Yeah. It's pretty cool, because I, I figure this is essentially... They know that we want Grimoire, but the systems aren't in place yet to put Grimoire in the game. So they said, all right, let's just put a bunch of Grimoire on the website, and we're going to call it good. Yeah. So we're going to go through these cards one by one and just kind of talk about them randomly because we haven't done a lot of research or notes on this this will just kind of be casual yeah it's kind of just like a a hot take on all the the hot lore that was just put out (laughs) (laughs) yes so first card i'm just gonna call them cards i know they're not cards but i'm gonna call them cards yes makes sense the first card is tyra which was pretty cool this of course referring to tyra karn the cryptarch we met in rise of iron i think that was the first time we met her right um yes so yeah so she has been doing research and i don't really want to read these cards because they're really long so i figure for those of you who are listening just go to bungie's website and you can read them yourself (laughs) but we'll kind of comment yeah we'll read the important parts Right. So, I don't know about you. The first important part to me, what's interesting... So she's talking with her ghost, and ghost doesn't like being called ghost, but that's beside the point. <laughs> but um, go, she says that she's been having this discussion with ghost for more than three centuries. So that's pretty cool. Obviously means she's been a guardian for quite a while. Yeah. And it definitely gives a little bit of a timeline. Um, obviously, we don't know exactly when she became a guardian. Uh, maybe there was a... I'll have to look more up, up on Tyra, because maybe that does mention when she became a, a guardian. That would put a really a hard staple on timeline. But this yeah. we, we know now at least that at least 300 years have passed. Right. I, she, says m- she says more than three centuries, but she doesn't say four centuries. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say 350 yeah <laughs> but what's interesting too is um it took me a while to find it today i had to dig through a youtube video that had all of the you know alternate dialogues for the exodus siege or exodus down whatever it's called the strike mission yeah um and so in that one failsafe says that her crew has been dead for 700 years so what's interesting is and we know the Exodus Black left before the collapse. We don't know how long before, but it, you know, it left at some point before the collapse. Um, but it's interesting, so we can essentially pin the collapse as happening sometime between 700 and 350 years ago. Nice. And we know the uh, Gandala and the Iron Temple hasn't been used for 400 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that one. So, yeah. So, 
we got a pretty a nice narrow kind of window there which is nice because up until kind of end of rise of iron and now d2 we really had no idea how long some of this stuff how long ago it was happening yeah yeah they've really been trying to you know not necessarily giving a direct answer on the timeline but they've been dropping kind of hints about it's been a long time essentially yeah i do wonder if we'll get even more specific stuff with this whole warmind dlc because obviously these hive were there at some point and i'm guessing it was right around the collapse and this facility's been buried since around then so i'm kind of hoping maybe in a scannable or something we'll get another date that we can kind of put on the timeline yeah same so let's see here so she's making this so she's basically doing a research entry um a journal log talking about clovis bray and essentially what's happened someone named kieran and i checked ishtar and i can't find that name anywhere else so i don't know if you know who that is but yeah i'm not not positive either i don't think i've heard it before okay so somebody named kieran finds base what they say is an entire cache of intact data cores so basically just old hard drives someone found some nice old (laughs) golden age hard drives that have managed to survive for the collapse and the red war and centuries and we got lucky basically yeah i wish i wish like whenever i see things like this i wish we could actually you know, I know it's probably too much to ask, but like, I want access to these data cores. You know, I want just like right. in Destiny One. You, know, we found Tolan's journal, but we never got to read it. I want to read it. We got access right. to the world's grave, but we don't actually get to look into. It. I want to look into the world's grave. <laughs> so I'm kind I of want hoping, these databases. So this is some somewhere on Twitter. I have no clue who posted it, but someone posted a screenshot from Warmind with um, spoilers. Sorry, people. Uh, with collectibles or some type of you know yeah. col- collectible count of something, so I'm kind of hoping. I mean, maybe there'll be like data cores and there'll be new ones, but maybe if we're lucky, it'll kind of be referencing back to this, and we'll find like the actual entries for these data cores. Yeah, I hope so. And so let's see. Um, so basically, the data cores talk about. There's 2.6 exabytes of documents, at least. That's what she's decrypted so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's um, a lot of, uh, a lot yeah, of data. a lot of info. <laughs> and, and, like, you know, are those just text files? Because then that's a lot, a lot, a lot of data. Yeah, documents and schematics. <laughs> um, so we've got notes, payment records, memos, just a bunch of Bray Corporation-type stuff. Mm-hmm. But she does find... Um, some interesting notes on a propulsion system, a design that she's already sent to Amanda. So I am now immediately hoping that there's some kind of exotic sparrow or legendary sparrow <laughs> that we can get. Because that would be awesome. That would be new, awesome. You know, some it can go 200 speed or something crazy. Oh, I'm so sick of that. Yeah, I'm, I would love that. I won't. I won't rant about my hatred for 150 speed shaders and yeah. Desti- sparrows in destiny 2 but and then if we're I really could. lucky <laughs> there will be some type of srl like summer event and then we can use the news yeah. propulsion system in the in the srl 
But we'll see. <laughs> um, there's some messages between the sisters. Um, I honestly don't... I've forgotten a lot of lore, and I didn't ever research Bray a ton. But I think the, the sisters are Anna and Elsie Bray, right? Correct. It's just the two of them. There's not, like, there's not more sisters, are there? Not that we are told of, or at least not that we know. I know there's a few names mentioned. Um, I know Willa, we believe, is the wife of Clovis. Okay. Then there's Clovis the Bray, Clovis Bray the second, and then mm-hmm. Anna and Elise. I think that's all of them. Elsie, Elise, one of the two. Yeah, Anna, Elsie, Elsie. Okay. So, and then what is? There's someone named Master Melivander. Yeah. I assume he's another cryptarch. He's got a fancy you know, name. I'm not positive on that, actually. I wonder. It's, I wonder like if he, anything comes up on Ishtar. Like he's got a good name, you know, for like a shader, or for some kind of a, you know cool weapon, like Melivander's. Yeah, whatever. nothing comes up on it. But <laughs> he's got a good name. Maybe it might be some just some sort of warlock, you know, who's in charge yeah. of documents or something historian okay yeah all right so i mean so that doesn't tell us a lot just you know hey we found some messages hey we found a cool propulsion system actually i'm assuming sparrows but it doesn't say that maybe it's a cool ship propulsion system which will decrease load times with the net code somehow um Okay, so then, ba- so basically, kind of what it gets at eventually is she finds what she calls something extraordinary, and it starts talking about the Hellas Basin, which is the patrol location that we're going to be going to in the Warmind DLC. Yeah. And so, what's kind of funny? So, okay, I love how the ghost is like Hellas Basin, the tourist spot. So now I'm like, I'm really hoping there's some part of this patrol zone that's like a. Res- an old abandoned resort with like pools <laughs> and deck and you know deck chairs That'd be fun. and or maybe a cool casino area like it'd be awesome if there was just some part of this place that was a rundown resort yeah I, I thought it was interesting you know they mentioned you know it was it's larger than we previously thought the Hellas Basin facility and uh, I was watching uh, Beard Grizzly's one of his videos and he was talking about and he had kind of looked into the Hellas Basin like in real life and it's mm-hmm. you know, it's a huge crater it's i think it's four thousand uh, uh meters down which the grand canyon's like 1200 meters down so it's wow. it's a big crater <laughs> and it's, cool. it's like three it's like three thousand by four thousand so it's like this massive massive crater so yeah so so it's like kind in, of cool. in theory bray probably like had stuff running through the entire crater mm-hmm and I love it how, like, he always seems to... Okay, we don't know if Bray built the Cosmodrome facility. That's an assumption. But just in general, I love how there's the theme of hiding stuff in plain sight. So they always talk about, you know, they put Rasputin, like, right in the middle of the shipping yard because, yeah. you know, there's just everyday normal traffic and no one would think to look there. And now we've got a tourist spot, but there's, like, this secret research facility underneath. <laughs> Um, so let's see. So, okay, so they talk about, while we know there was the Braytech Futurescape there for promotional purposes, and then, so from the Destiny 
Destiny the Game website, the the marketing materials for Warmind, it says that the Futurescape, uh, in the Golden Age, this Clovis Bray facility was a hub of exoscience and our civilization's outreach efforts. Its secrets have been buried since the collapse and are waiting to be found. Um, yeah. So it sounds almost like, you know, what it was supposed to be for the tourists was kind of like a, you know, a world of tomorrow. And it's this, you know, fancy, like, look at all this tech we've developed and, you know, just kind of cool, you know, look what humanity's capable of type tourist facility. Right, right. But then underneath it or in other parts of it, they were actually developing even deeper tech. Um, Yeah, and it kind of hints that, you know, there might have been a lot of research going on there for exos. And so I'm hoping we find, uh, find some little hints there as we uncover collectibles or different things throughout the game maybe some some lord bombs on the origins of exos in general yeah so let's see uh she says if these records are correct the facility operated on a much longer scale it could have it could have been the site of the initial war mine development perhaps even a core site for rasputin itself hmm. now of course from the reveal stream at least according to Deej, this was where Rasputin was born. So, you know, so that she's kind of questioning, like, maybe that's what it is. And But from what we know, that is exactly what it is. Um, Rasputin was apparently born here. And so what's interesting, obviously, is if Rasputin was quote-unquote born or had a core site on Mars, then, you know, but it seems like the Rasputin we know from the Cosmodrome was also very, very much active and constantly deploying, you know, satellites Mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff. Um, So it's like, you know, was he moving himself around constantly? We know he has sub mines, but it seems like in these cases, it was him in both cases. So it's like maybe he replicated, you know, himself in certain instances. Yeah, it really sounds like they're hitting the the fragmented part a lot lately. Um, they made a comment in, I believe it was, was it Destiny 1, where was the first mention? Or, no, it was in Destiny 2, I think. It was on one of the IO missions where Cora mentions that he fragmented after the collapse. Yeah, she says, the, or she says specifically his network fragmented. Yeah, and then, you know, here you get another quote. It says, you know, you got... Um, all that for some like fragmented files. And so it's, it feels like they're kind of hinting at this fragmentation a little bit. Um, so I know you have some yeah. thoughts some th- or theories on that, but well, yeah. So it's like, I mean, so you just, when you consider, you know, even unless at Rasputin's greatest, I'm assuming he was still sending messages, you know, at the speed of light, maybe mm-hmm. he had some crazy, interdimensional tech but you know if that's the case and he was on earth you know getting some info to his io bunker would take forever so it seems like and then on io when we run the uh uh, i can't remember let me look it up what's the name for that mission our our sibo our sibio whatever the adventure is yeah on io um, it basically, our ghost is like, you know, this has all the hallmarks of Rasputin, 
but it also feels wrong, and maybe it's not Rasputin. Which kind of makes you think, like, okay, maybe this is Rasputin, but it's a different Rasputin. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, I, obviously, I guess we'll find out. But it seems like it would make sense for me. Because I guess if, it, if at the very heart of it, you know, an AI is obviously kind of it's self-aware but it also still runs on protocols and subroutines and programs mm-hmm. so it wouldn't it wouldn't be that hard to replicate all of your subroutines and then place them in other plate you know other bunkers and so each bunker is kind of running independently because they're all running on the same subroutines so they're the same but they're not the same but who knows we'll find out i'm sure when the expansion drops. Yeah, it's almost almost like, you know, you're running a, like the Vex when they run a simulation. Like, they might run the same simulation and have all the details and all the, you know, the outside, you know, sources the same. But if you run that a hundred times, you could have a hundred different outcomes just yeah. because of random the- chance and just the with everyone's choice involved. And so... Like, even though Rasputin on Earth might have the same setups and the same protocols as Rasputin on IO, they may come to different conclusions or because based on different things that happen, from, like, depending where they are, you know, they could alter their course of decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. What all? Okay, where are we? Okay, this is also... This was the... Probably the biggest reveal of this card of everything was when she says, or the ghost says, you got all that from from some fragmented files. Is this going to be like the time you thought you'd identified a second war mind? We spent a decade searching for Charlemagne's vault. I was correct about Charlemagne existing, just not about what it was. If we hadn't done that research, we wouldn't know anything about submines. So there we go confirmation that Charlemagne does exist but he yeah and that he's a sub mind yeah and this was a big a big kind of revelation for these uh the web lores um this, I, and I really like the way that they even though I didn't like I've, I've been a proponent of Charlemagne's on Mars it was Charlemagne on IO Rasputin stuck on earth you know and I thought that twist would have been really cool um, so it's kind of a little bummed that they didn't that they've that this completely at least mostly knocks that down um, but I kind of I like the way that they're they're going about this I think it yeah it makes it easier to tell a cohesive story um, and I think that's what most people want right well what's funny is in the original game like literally the only actual reference to Charlemagne we had was three letters on a war sat that fell down during the sleeper simulant quest. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like, there's, there's other stuff, you know, like the submind Martel and a few other things where it's like, if we, you know, did enough Wikipedia searching, we could connect stuff to Charlemagne. But like mm-hmm. literally the only na- time his name ever even comes remotely close to appearing is the war sat thing. And yep. so, and that's, and that makes sense in this, definition now as a subroot or as a submind it's very plausible that Charlemagne was in control of you know the war stats of mars right and so him sending it would still have his code on it or his name 
on it. Yeah. Well, I did a Twitter thread today that people can look on Twitter <laughs> for. <laughs> but what's interesting is obviously then the implications of like, well, what other submines are there? Because we know from the Titan artifact, there was the Warmind core. Mm-hmm. I miss artifacts. I, that my, I always carried... My D1 Titan always had the uh, Deepstone Crypt mark, and he always carried the Warmind Core artifact. <laughs> nice. And I miss those. But So we have Martell. We obviously have here Charlemagne. Um, uh, what's the submine's name from old... Malihati. Malihati. Yeah, old Russia. Yeah, so then it's interesting because... There's all these names that appear in Rasputin's logs, like Veluspa and Loki and Yuga and like and Fenrir, and there's all these things that Suter appear, and it's like Suter and yeah, like any of these could actually be submines. Yeah, if if I had to to go out right now, like on a limb, I would say that Charlemagne, Malarati, uh, Martel, and uh, Veluspa are all submines. It's 99.9%. Um, the other ones, I think, have a lot of... There are spe- things behind. Or... Yeah, I, I would say you could... There's definitely hints at them possibly being submines, being more than just protocols. Um, I like the one option you put where you know, most of the time when you hear, like, it was Fenrir Heart or Suture Down, uh, the Valen Forge, and, you know, where maybe the first part of that is the submine, the second part is the protocol, so... Forge would yeah. be the protocol, or um, Heart would be the protocol with the submines before it. So that, that was very interesting. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we get more Rasputin code in this DLC, and you might be able to crack some more things. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, let's see. And then, kind of, Tyra gives almost like a little speech at the end. You know, she's like, "This is why guardians look for fragments of the golden age." were descendants of a lost civilization only by understanding what was what was can we understand what we are now how the world we know came to be and each artifact we find helps us interpret what we already know adds layers new identities we are experimenting in the laboratory of time testing each observation through a crucible of evidence yeah and that last the last line of this card i think is brilliant um and it says sometimes our conclusions change and with each shift we learn more of where we came from the next shift in our perceptions it may be on mars uh, I, think, I think that's I think honestly because <laughs> obviously they could have posted these cards in any order you know they're kind of connected but they're kind of not mm-hmm. but i honestly kind of think they posted this one first as like a you know kind of like a half love letter to the lore community yeah for like we hear you. Thank you for your theories, but they may change. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too, it's important that you know and this is something that I was harping on during the whole uh, folklore thing, where everyone in the lore community got really pissed off for whoops, no reason in my mind. But you know, these are like what we just read to you is essentially folklore. It's Tyra's perspective or her interpretation of these things she's finding and she's passing them on to us 
and then we are passing them on to you. That is the definition of folklore. It's stories told from one generation, passed on from one person to the next. That is folklore. And when Tyra looks at this data, she may have a completely different interpretation than if Ikora were to look at it. If Ikora was looking at these data cores, she might come to a completely different conclusion than Tyra's doing. And that's kind of at the point I think that the the narrative lead was making when she said, you know, that the destiny lore is folklore. She wasn't saying that they can just change it all whenever they want. Nothing matters. They're more just saying, look at the perspectives. You know, these are the majority of destiny lore. The grimoire is, it's you know, it has bias behind it. You know, when you read the books of sorrow, it's that's Oryx <laughs> telling you right. what Oryx seven, wants to tell you. And then seven Oryx, is like, yeah. these are all lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, the books of sorrow is Oryx propaganda. So yeah, it's, it's, I love the story. It's an amazing story, but you you can't necessarily look at that and say everything in these in this text is one hundred thousand percent truth. You have to kind of look at the the bias behind it, and right. so and so I we think, kind of get that a little bit. And this the next card we're going to read with the uh, apocryphalia where it's or apocrypha where it's it's Nocris, Nocris and Zol's kind of perspective of a little bit of that and it's a little probably right, a little yeah. bit different than oryx's well and and it's all like you can never no one can ever communicate anything well on twitter exactly <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> and and so like it's kind of one of those everyone wants to look at it in a binary of it's either all folklore or it's all true but mm-hmm. like really it's just gradations it's like you look at you know some the rasputin like logs you know, like I'd rate those as probably nine out of ten true because they're literally just logs of mm-hmm. execute this, call this, do like you know, they're just log files. This is literally what happened. But then, yeah, then you go all the way out to the other end of the spectrum where it's just Cade wondering if he's Rasputin or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so exactly. who knows? All right, well that ends this card and. I do want to help. there is will... one more okay one yeah. more quote in that card that was possibly one of my favorite parts but it's uh <laughs> yeah it was in the part when they're discussing charlemagne as the sub mind and it says so tyra says i was correct about charlemagne existing just not about what it was if we hadn't done that research we wouldn't know anything about sub minds and then her ghost re- replies rahul rahul still disagrees and so the best line is Rahul needs to get his head out of his engrams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I laughed for a while on that one. I thought it was pretty good. But at the same time, he doesn't. Because <laughs> if, you, if you stand near him, he's looking at his engrams, and he says random stuff. Like, right. this, you know, this is from Egypt, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, <laughs> hey, it's yeah. fun. Although, I, I feel bad. Like, I have... This is a weird thing to feel bad about. But <laughs> I haven't, like sat in the tower and recorded random NPC dialogue in a long time. And I miss doing that sometimes because you could always find like, I think the yeah, best kind of, true. the there best was, gems are kind of hidden in those dialogues. There were some good, uh, good little tidbits in the just tower talk. Yeah. Or even think like my favorite, like Zer when he's like, would you fight a planet? And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, it might come up in two years in some DLC, but it's like, see, those are the cool random things where you're like, wait, what yeah. did he say? Yeah, I was just thinking maybe I would do that next time I get on, but 
this week I've there's got too, to grind my competitive say, there's, too, there's too much else to do. Yeah, I've got to go grind my competitive wins this week. Next week the DLC for Warmind drops. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to be standing around the tower anytime soon. <laughs> so, summer will probably be a good time to do it. Yeah, unless there's Sparrow Racing, in which case I'll be doing that. Which is okay. Like I, I like Sparrow Racing for, you know, the first day. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not good at this. And then I can just go listen to people yeah. on the tower. Yeah, except for the first Sparrow Racing, because that was back in the time when uh, it was like right after TTK, Taken King mm-hmm. dropped, and uh, getting helmets at max light was difficult. And the oh, way yeah, Infusion, yeah, yeah. The way infusion worked was it was like it was all or nothing. Or it was like it wasn't all or nothing like it is now. So like, if you had a 285 piece of gear and you got a 335 helmet and you infused it it'd only go up to like 301 or something like that i can't remember what the ratio is now right so and everyone so, was sparrow racing yeah, to get and the so, guaranteed max and helmets helmets and class items dropped like crazy in that first SL, srl and it was just like so people were just grinding it like crazy <laughs> it was pretty good yeah 